I'm Bob, and I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. Here at the Bobcast, it's time for a coffee break. So, take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite Joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you will know something about me you really didn't need to know. But you will have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. Today I am enjoying my cup of joe out of another Jordy original. I think this is actually the first coffee cup that I ever got from her. Uh, she is a ceramist and she is marvelous. And I love this one. It has, once again, some great colors. It's all in a brown tone with some speckle in it. It is just fabulous. And it's also large enough to hold a decent amount of coffee for a good coffee break and it works like this another good swig of coffee and that also means that it's time for episode 9 which is what I've always called the Luna and the Coyote story I've been informed by my youngest son that it's actually called the other Coyote story and it goes like this. When I finally pulled the trigger to get out of college, my friend and roommate, Shan, and I decided to go on an adventure. And we're going to move ourselves to Lake Havasu City. That's in Arizona. You might ask, why? And the answer would be, why not? So let's paint the picture. I'm out of college. Shan has one more semester. And my brother... He joined us. I don't know why. You know, someday I'm going to have to ask him. But he did. He joined us. So we're all going to go out and get a place together and start living a life in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. The plan. My brother and I packed everything we owned onto an open tr- flatbed trailer that we made. Then, Rick and I moved everything to Lake Havasu City. When we got there, we had no jobs, no place to live, and very little cash. So I immediately, that day, started applying to jobs around town. And Rick went out and found a place to live. Live, that's that's a very delicate word, because it was a very small, efficiency apartment but we had a place so we unloaded the trailer and we put everything stuffed it into this little efficiency apartment and then put the trailer behind the the apartment complex where I believe it is still sitting and rusting today and then Rick leaves and drives back to Oklahoma. You see, he still had to wrap up some things too. 
But he's going to come back out with Shan. And until then, I was going to be on my own. Well, I'm not totally on my own. See, along with all of my stuff that is in this apartment and all of Rick's stuff that is in this apartment, I also have Luna T. Cat. Let me make this clear. I like all animals, but I'm really a dog type of person. But Luna accidentally landed into my life midway through college, and she stuck around. Luna was a Maine Coon Cat, which is a very large breed of cat, but not my Luna. Now, I don't know if she had a little bit of mixed breed in her, or if she was a runt of the litter, or if getting weaned with pizza instead of milk might have done something. I don't know. But five pounds was probably the most she ever weighed. But outside of her size, she looked and acted exactly like a Maine Coon cat. The one thing she was, she was tough. That cat never backed down from a fight. Fear was not in her. Now, it is just Luna and myself living in a jungle of boxes that had a straight path from the front door to the bed and from the front door to the efficiency kitchen and from the front door to the bathroom. The rest is packed floor-to-ceiling boxes. Now, I also had a small color TV, an old beat-up VCR, and a stack of movies that my brother had left. Also, a 12-gauge shotgun for home defense, but he only left five shells, so I did not want to waste a single shot. And this is how I started living in Lake Havasu City. I had one month rent paid and no job. About 25 days into the month, Luna and I were getting a little nervous. And that's when I finally landed a job as a line cook at one of the main hotels in town. Not only did I have a job, but I also got to eat one meal a day. Now, the apartment complex was small. It was seven units in a horseshoe shape and one side had a little parking area underneath it and then a driveway that came off the main road into that parking area. It was also out on the desert side of town. So you're talking no street lights. You're talking lots of distances between the buildings. In fact, where we lived, there was one smaller apartment complex just next door to us and then down the street was another one and nothing but desert all the way around us after that so we got to meet a lot of the desert wildlife which also meant I did not want Luna roaming around now she was never much on going you know any place away from the house anyway but uh 
I did want to kind of keep her locked up for the first month. That's what I normally would do whenever I would move, is she would be stuck in the house for at least a month, sometimes two, so she would get a great sense of where home and the food was. Now this method had worked really well so far, but this time something went wrong. Maybe being crammed into this very small apartment with way too much stuff. Maybe watching the same movies over and over again started to get to her. But one thing that happened. At midnight, I came home from work from my new job. And I opened the front door and Luna zipped out for freedom. And into the night went my main coon cat. Now, I have lived with this cat for six years, and when she sets her mind to something, there is no stopping her. I did try to find her, but once she was out of that courtyard, she was gone, and I was exhausted. So I went back inside and got ready for bed, but I left the screen door all the way open, and then I left the front door a jar about a foot so that any time during the night she could get back into the apartment and then I went to sleep I don't know how long I was asleep but all of a sudden there was a, a, a loud bang at the door and four paws came running across my face hit the wall behind me and Luna dove into the mountain of boxes I sat up and I put my hand on the shotgun and then looking at the front door, I saw it was standing wide open and this horrible looking dog was looking back at me. Wait, hang on, clearing my eyes, that's not a dog, that's a coyote. Now if you've listened to these stories, you know I don't like coyotes. And they don't seem to live long around me anyway. So I did what a Bob should do. I jumped up and I leveled that shotgun and this damn cat eating piece of crap darted out the door and I saw the tail disappear around the edge. So I took the shotgun and I bolted into the courtyard. And there, I saw that mangy tail dip down the steps into the parking area. The chase is on. Down the steps, I ran past the parked cars and into the driveway. I leveled the shotgun and for the briefest moment, watched the coyote disappear into the dark of the desert. I stood there for a moment, looking down the barrel into this dark desert knowing I had missed my shot. And that's when a pair of headlights pulled into the driveway and stopped, silhouetted on me. I'm still holding the shotgun up in firing position and I turned my head to look at my landlord pulling in to the complex. He lived there too. And his voice called out in the darkness, 
Bob, is everything okay? Still holding the shotgun aimed into the darkness, I thought, oh man, I really need to start wearing something when I go to sleep. That's right. I am standing in the driveway with a loaded shotgun, but naked. I turned to my new landlord of less than two months, smiled my friendliest smile, and said, no problem at all. I performed a sharp right shoulder arms, and then I right-faced and marched back past the cars, up the steps, and back into my apartment. The next day, I, I found out that he and his girlfriend, who happened to be in the car that night, had to have a long discussion about who he really rents to. The lesson I learned, if you sleep in the nude, you really need to have no modesty. Until next time, have a pleasant coffee break. <laughs>